Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Josue Cardona, and I'm joined by Laura Taylor. Hey. Lynn Keller. What's up? And Mark Wheaties. Yo. Mark, you went last because it's your turn. What are we talking about today? Oh, okay. So... You know, I feel like this is a trend now because I feel like in almost every episode I'm saying that, oh, I started rewatching this or, or I started replaying this. And in there's this new episode, stuff too, you know, there's new I, stuff that comes out. Yeah, Mark doesn't like new things. Apparently. No, I like to live in the past. Thank you very much. Um, so I started rewatching Yu-Gi-Oh, but not the, the original because I've already rewatched all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's actually my first time actually watch. I, I, I guess I shouldn't say rewatch. I watched for the first time the entire first season, like a long time ago. So this okay, time... B- before you continue, what is Yu-Gi-Oh? And how many series are there of Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, please give us context. Okay, so for context, Yu-Gi-Oh is a card game where it has like a lot of monsters and stuff. And it's basically like, kind of like Pokemon. Is this a real card game? Like a, like a physical card game you can this play? This is a physical card game that you can play. Okay. It's got so many different sets. The rules are very complicated, and I know next to nothing about actual the actual card game itself. But like with every card game and with every toy and everything, every franchise, there has to be a cartoon adaptation. So like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! came along. And since then, there's like... I don't know, eight different subsequent series now. I'm actually not quite sure how many seasons or series there are of Yu-Gi-Oh. But I started rewatching the second one, which is Yu-Gi-Oh GX. So it's like a, it was to like introduce like the newer cards and sets and stuff that were being introduced into the game itself. Um, And it's, you know, fun little episode, like, you know, fun little anime to, you know, watch along with. So, I started rewatching it because I remember in this series, there's a specific set, like the elemental heroes. And I always thought they were really cool. And they're in the, like, they're like the primary set in this, in this anime. So it's been kind of nice. And then like, like when I'm watching it and I'm listening to kind of what they're talking about, um, I'm watching the dubbed version and just like some of the things that they're talking about really got me kind of thinking about kind of like, following your passions and sort of persevering through all sorts of different challenges and, and, you know, like adversity and stuff like that. And I also know that recently, because this is a double whammy here, recently there was some major updates in the Pokemon anime. So I know some of you guys had opinions and thoughts on that. Plus there's Scarlet and Violet. So Yes. Yes. What what are you referring to? What could you possibly be referring to? What could I be referring to? Okay. Well, for for this is I guess this is big spoilers for people. Um, but Ash Ketchum has finally a Pokemon champion. He finally did it after all these years. After all these years of being the same age for all these years. (laughs) After all these years, this eleven-year-old kid has finally won. A Pokemon championship. The real spoiler is for people is that now they know he had never won before <laughs> in the twenty five years that the that the anime has been has been going. There are a lot of Pokemon championships throughout the years and he mm-hmm. yeah, he loses them all. He's always yeah. a runner up. Yeah. But but the re- the reason I, I thought that that would be a cool thing to also bring up in the context of, you know, of going deeper into Yu-Gi-Oh because right you talked about like oh this idea of perseverance and like you have this goal and you're pushing through and immediately I thought like damn like the protagonist of the <laughs> of the Pokemon anime we're always following him and Pikachu from the very beginning it's been over 20 years and and but his he, he never wavered right like that that was the goal that's what he was working toward and it's a big deal for a lot of people to finally see that happen and honestly, I don't know how long they could have kept like not letting him <laughs> finally <laughs> win. <laughs> it was too depressing. Um, but but yeah, yeah. Like it, I think I can't think of a like just to have that much um, content, you know, following one person for so long with that one goal that they're trying to achieve, and then you know, it took twenty five years 
for us, but it, but it happened. He did it. So I thought that would be cool context to add to this as well. Two very different shows, um, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes, but I feel like they there are two very different shows, but they're also kind of the same. Please elaborate. Well, I mean, like in in terms of like <laughs> what they were made trying. to sell cards. <laughs> yes, they're both made to sell cards and toys. Made to introduce and gambling games. to children. Um, but like also, there's monsters. Who's the Egyptian god that possesses someone in Pokemon? I mean, you could argue that like there's this whole connection thing with Ash and his Greninja. <laughs> I mean, there's you know there's 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 these types of things that they incorporate here. Um, I mean, there's ancient gods in in Pokemon with the movies, yeah, like you have Arceus, not you have Egyptian, but Egypt mm. doesn't exist in Pokemon, so that's no. the loophole. <laughs> also, also, Arceus isn't a god; he's the god. He's the creator of everything. I believe there, there are many yeah. gods god pokemon but he's the right isn't he the creator of everything i guess i didn't didn't play that one yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but i feel like uh and in this sense though like they're kind of the same in terms of like the the lessons that they teach you at the end of every episode okay um and it's like again like that idea of perseverance and stuff although i will say that the biggest difference is that um you know, ultimately, in the end, though, like up until now, Ash has always lost, and then he's just been more determined, and he'll come back, and then that's when he starts in a new region. But in Yu-Gi-Oh, the protagonist almost always wins, and he they make in and in the show they make him lose to prove a point or to further a plot point. But other How did than we that, not get tired of watching one kid lose all the time and one guy win all the time? I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> you jump back and forth. You like when you're mm-hmm. sick of watching one person, when you go to the other one, you come back. <laughs> like, like in the original Yu-Gi-Oh series, the biggest loss that happens in that, or there's two major losses, but in one, that's in Duelist Kingdom when Yu-Gi is facing Kaiba, and Kaiba says, "If you win, I'm gonna basically throw myself off this wall." And so he purposely gives up because he wants to, you know, save Kaiba and make sure Kaiba doesn't do anything, you know, drastic. And then later on during the Seal of Orichalcos arc, he chooses to not listen to his cards and he gives in to his rage and plays the card, which ultimately makes him lose. And then he and then Yugi sacrifices himself so Atem can continue the fight to stop the the dude i forget what his name is um but again that's to prove a point of like you need to be like you can't let your emotions over like overwhelm you in that sense you can't let them dictate you you have to have some semblance of control like self-control and stuff like that and then in gx right now i'm in the second season and it's following this whole arc of like the society of light and everything and they say that like the main the main character Jaden he's like this like for so whatever reason this like kid in a prophecy um to bring balance to the world and stuff and so the the mastermind behind it forces him to fight against a guy knowing that he'll lose and and in order to like he wants to make him lose so he can capture his soul so that way he can continue his plans and he loses but because he's so powerful he gets to keep his he keeps his soul but he loses his will to duel like he lost and now he's like oh i don't want to duel anymore and they symbolize that by like he can't see his cards like they're just blank white like a a completely blank white background and then he goes on this self-discovery journey and then finds his passion for dueling again and then comes back and then he wins in a rematch duel um how like what what significance did that have for you or like how how that what kind was, of metaphor was it for you so for me that was kind of like um like that idea of like you're really into something and you think like oh i'm going to give this a try and i'm going to like um i i'll use this for for an example like artwork like some people like really into art they really enjoy art and then let's say they want to go out on a limb and they post their arc on like reddit or something thinking that like oh i'm really proud of this and then they post it 
and it gets completely torn to shreds by trolls and stuff. And for somebody that could be really disheartening. And then all of a sudden they lose that passion to do their artwork again because they forgot the reason why they wanted to create the art, like why they even started creating art in the first place, which was to express themselves, to have fun, to create their own characters and their own designs or whatever it is. And in this sense for Yu-Gi-Oh, he realizes that the whole purpose for him, why he even started dueling to begin with was to have fun. And that's ultimately his goal in the end. It's not always about winning. It's about having fun and dueling with everything that he's got and trusting his deck. Um, and so for me specifically, I can think back to, um, you know, there's multiple times when I would get into something, think like, I'm ready to kind of take this on. Like, like when I was in high school, there was League of Legends, thinking that I could try my hand at ranked, getting absolutely demolished, being completely discouraged. And, or even with Assassin's Creed, like there were times when like I wanted to like try and 100% the games. I wanted to try and find all this stuff. And it got to a point where I wasn't playing the games to have fun. I was playing them to be a completionist, which just led to frustration. And that would make me want to like stop playing the games for a while. Um, kind of forgetting the reasoning why I even picked up the game to begin with. And then after a while going back and replaying it and realizing, okay, I'm just doing this to have fun. Then it was like, oh, now I remember why I even wanted to play this series in the first place. And then, you know, persevere through it. And now here I am with the Assassin's Creed on virtually every platform I own. What about Destiny? Destiny, I think that one's more just like a hyperfixation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one comes and goes. Um, that I don't, I don't really know if that one's like, a, oh, I lost the passion for it. Um, I think that's just like I, I would play it because I had friends that got into it, and I would enjoy playing it with my friends. And then they would fall off. They would transition to a different game. So then I just fell off of it. And I mean, that was kind of like with Counter-Strike too. Like I got into it because I saw people playing it and then my friends got really into it. And then we all played together. I was trash at that game too. And then I, because I kept trying so hard to try to be good so I could play with my friends because they were better at the game. I would get so frustrated to the point where I didn't want to play the game anymore because it lost that meaning of having fun or it lost whatever meaning it had to me. And so then I just gave up and just walked away from it. Um, and ultimately I think for me like that in the end, that was probably the best because all it did was lead to a lot of frustration and um, it, I would usually walk away feeling more pent up and frustrated and angry than I was when I started up the game. Um, and then I found joy in playing different games like, Assassin's Creed, like Fallout, um, you know, and other things like um, like the Wolfenstein games. Like I started playing those. Still need to finish Youngblood. It's staring at me on my screen right now. I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this idea of the like the, the perseverance and all that is it, or, or their passions? It's like. What I hear you saying is how kind of we lose that along the way and then maybe come back to it and kind of that relationship that we have with with like the original the original reason why we started doing something or or maybe losing yeah. touch with what what benefits it gave us at, at some point. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where um, you kind of have to be a little careful when it comes to pursuing your passions because a lot of for a lot of people you can get caught up with the other things that come associated with it. Like some people might get caught up in the money part of it. Some people might get caught up in like what image you're going to be presenting. Like, you know, when it comes to like streaming, for example, you stream for fun, but then when you get a following then it becomes more of, okay, how do I cater to the viewers? How like, you know, I got to make sure now I'm staying on top of things and I'm up to date on this or I'm up to date on that, or I'm playing the latest game. And then you lose the reason it, it gets dangerous because then you could lose the like you can get lost in the whole sea of things trying to stay relevant or trying to stay on top of things or trying to make money that you kind of forget the reason why you started the passion to begin with um and i feel like a lot of view like a lot of creators out there 
they eventually come and, and touch on this topic like they have serious conversations like i know that there's a few times where like markiplier has like posted videos having serious conversations of like i need to take a break because i'm losing the reasons why i'm, I'm losing that passion that that joy that i feel when i'm making new content and i want to find that again and so I think it's one of the one of the bigger things of like remembering like even when you're in the pursuit of pursuing your passions and whatever it might be to always try to carry with you that the original purpose as to why you started doing the thing in the first place because that's what makes it your passion and that's what makes it fun and worthwhile and makes it feel like it's not actually a job or a chore because if you lose it then it that's virtually what it becomes is a chore or it just becomes all about winning in the Yu-Gi-Oh sense not having fun I'm I'm curious how all of us would define passions because I'm uh, that's not a word that I like to use much I think I used to use it more um I think it's dangerous <laughs> for some of the for for some of the reasons that that you brought up so I'm I'm curious uh Lincoln Lara what are your um, what's your take on on passions? And maybe what what are some of your uh, what would you consider a passion? I used to think that passions would just be something that I really like that I want to do all the time, but you can be passionate about things that you don't like too. <laughs> you can be passionate about fighting against things you don't like. You can be pa- it's something that holds your attention and something you want to partake in, want to do. Um, but Mark, like what Mark was saying about like it feeling like a job, whether you call it a passion or not, you can definitely turn your hobbies. You can definitely, especially in the culture we live in, you can turn it into a job and it can start feeling like a job. Um, I stopped playing World of Warcraft when I logged in. It was like, all I'm doing is logging in every day and doing my daily. Same with uh, Animal Crossing. Um, it started to feel like work, and I was like, that's not fun anymore. I'm going to do things that I enjoy. But yeah, passions don't have to be necessarily fun. It's something you care about. Yeah, that's that's my take as well, is passion being passionate about something is just it gives you strong feelings and that can be positive or negative it's just they are large and sometimes overwhelming um (laughs) i'm not passionate about anything right now Thanks for that. <laughs> Depression is a hell of a drug. Um, no, I, I don't know. It, it sounded like you were very, very passionate about the healthcare system earlier. Well, I have a lot of rage, um, but it doesn't necessarily passionate uh, rage it doesn't necessarily <laughs> transmit into action, which I feel is maybe part of the equation here. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I like uh, you all hit out the points that I was interested in. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, is it is it a passion or is it hyperfixation, right? Like, I don't know. Right. It's like I'm passionate Mark, about it right now. Said, yeah. Well, yeah. I think this is just a hyperfixation. I'm like, how is Assassin's Creed not a hyperfixation for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, how, like, I don't know, like, oh, I care so much about that right now, you know? And then, and then you have kind of that moment where you're like, oh, I don't, this isn't fun anymore. Like you said, Lara, um, and it can be something good or bad. And and Link, you had on exactly where I wanted to go with this. It's like you just got strong feelings about something, and then and then you're driven by these feelings, um, often illogically, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're not thinking rationally, um, and you're you're like diving headfirst into into this. Um, like we could have a conversation about how like your goal is, I don't know, noble, worthy. <laughs> good bad or like ash just wants to be the best the very best the best there ever was mm-hmm. yeah right and then you what is what is Yu-Gi-Oh doing you just gotta believe in the heart of the cards no that's not his goal 
<laughs> what is it? Why? Why is Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, why is this Egyptian god possessing this kid? Like, what is what is the mission? Well, in the original series, it's basically to go home. He just wants to go home. And okay, to rest. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And so, like, th- there is a goal, right? Like, with my therapist, um, one thing that continues to come up more and more is that uh, I don't seem to have a North Star, is the word we use. She's like, but what do you want to do? What's your goal? Like, what are you striving towards? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And, and I don't want to go into the reasons why, the insights I have about that now. But it's, 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 it's hard. But sometimes when I do get excited about something, we're talking about all those hyperfixations, um, it feels so good to feel driven towards something. Um, and, and that feeling of persevering and like pushing through and, and actually achieving a goal is fantastic. Um, and I think I know that I've been inspired by a lot of shows to, to do that. And actually, I mean, I'll say inspired, but I don't know but for discussion with the group, if it's, uh, kind of maybe had a detrimental effect <laughs> at times where it's like, Oh, I believe I can do anything. I believe in the heart of the cards. If I just keep going for 25 years, I can make it, you know? Um, or my favorite example is like DBZ. It's like, you can always get stronger. <laughs> you can always just, you just need to train harder and you can make it. And sometimes um, those things are kind of unrealistic, but at the same time, they're helpful in motivating you. And so, so you can persevere and move forward, especially through something that's both attainable and maybe difficult, right? Something that might be beneficial either to you or to someone else. I feel, especially when you're trying to get out of something, um, or, or trying to move towards like an improvement of some sort. It's helpful to have those kind of inspiration. Comments from the group. <laughs> I can definitely see that. And I think this is what kind of separates um, for me what these um, passionate things are for me and, and how they differentiate from like my hyperfixations is that a lot of the things that I have grown to have these strong feelings and emotions towards usually have driven me to make a change either in my life or it, with just me personally in some way, shape or form. Um, like Assassin's Creed taught me to kind of view things differently kind of view things from um all sorts of different perspectives because there's never going to be an absolute truth there's never going to be an absolute right side about things so best to get as view things from as many different angles as possible and also just challenge the way things are taught that's kind of where i learned all that um dragon ball z for that very reason just you got to persevere believe in yourself train and you can really overcome any sort of challenge that can come your in in my personal life has taught me to kind of when things get rough know that i can overcome them i can push through the struggles and whatever sort of hardships might come in my in my life i just can't lose that idea of hope or lose that idea of inner strength from for myself um not necessarily say that i can like you know, move mountains or anything like unrealistic, but you know, it comes when it, it comes in handy when tackling personal issues. Um, whereas like something like destiny, it's a hyper fixation merely because it's just something that I'm into at this moment. It might, it helps relieve stress, but it hasn't really caused me to make any sort of what I would consider a substantial change in, in my own personal life or in any sort of capacity like that. It's just, that's a nice little stress relief, right? Get to shoot aliens. Um, but things like, you know, what I mentioned have, have caused me to kind of view things differently, um, interact with the world around me in a different way, things like that, and how I view myself. Do you have anything that you're persevering toward now that you need that motivation for? Oh, man. Uh, what isn't there? Um, no. Um Definitely through school with trying to push through that and trying to maintain my grades while also making sure that I am actually, you know, learning and applying the skills that I am learning in those classes 
as well as just persevering through my job because it's a very um, it's a very stressful time, both like with the holidays around and just with a lot of um, changes within the organization. Um, it's just stressful or stressful for everyone involved. And so kind of persevering through through those particular hardships is um, right now my current my current struggle. It's my uh, my Frieza for my cell right now. Laura, do you have anything that you're working toward right now? Need some motivation? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before you even ask me, uh, I'm just gonna zag on us. And, and I wasn't I think, gonna ask you. Good, thank you. That's very respectful. Um, I I think it's important to um, reflect and be cognizant of whether you are currently experiencing uh, being goal oriented or growth oriented, because I think those are mm-hmm. very distinct. Um, you know, is, is the goal to, you want to be the champion, you want to be the best that there ever was, or is it about growing your friendships and understanding your, your little buddies better and connecting with your friends and learning about the spaces you exist within? Um, I I think, I think it's important to do that reflecting in your own life, especially when you're talking about school and work and stuff is like, it's very easy to, focus on just being goal oriented and then when you lose or diminish some of the passion like it can be really hard to like reconfigure get yourself to keep going and to keep persevering um as compared to being more growth oriented where it's like the persevering is kind of the point because that's where when the growth is happening um is when you are struggling uh when there is conflict and stuff like that um yeah yeah, there's 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 a big difference between having a maybe a goal. Like when we talk about work and stuff, <clears throat> like I'm not sure if I heard you right, Mark. I'm putting you know I'm gonna put words in your mouth, but some of it some of it maybe sounds like thriving, right? Maybe school, right? It's like ooh, I want to accomplish this goal so I can move towards something else. Work sounds more like surviving than thriving. Um, I think. I'm I'm thinking um, like based on some of the stuff that you were talking about. It's like yes, there's this whole growth piece. And <sighs> Lara, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but uh, we don't we don't do a lot of the growth stuff, right? Like we're we're because of insurance and all that stuff. We work from a deficit model, so mm-hmm. people are like from negative ten, we bring it out to zero. And, and then, as much as possible, okay. I try to come from a growth mindset and a growth perspective with my clients, but I always got to put down a diagnosis and it's how much improvement happened. Okay, they're healed. Bye. Right. It's growth. Yeah. It's growth right in the negative to get them to baseline or neutral. But you can't just work with people to be like, like at that let's, point, right? Let's get you from zero to like five, like yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, how do I escape... I'm like, I'm trapped in a mine in the, in the Johto region and I need to get out versus like, I want to, you know, meet the, I be the, beat the final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, there is a huge difference. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think of, um, Victor Frankl, right. Mm-hmm. And, and a man search for meaning. And he's, he's talking about being in a concentration camp and like, everything he had to like the mindset that he had to have, but that was for survival. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so important to have stories, anything that's a reference that can help us move forward. Um, and maybe, and maybe motivate and inspire and even just get you hyped. Right. Like, like I get it. Like sometimes I see a story. I'm like, "Mm, I want to do something now. (laughs) I think I want to, I want to, that's Kamehameha the, somebody. That's the other part <laughs> I want to touch on is that I think for talking about passion, I think a really important aspect is community connection, right? Like hyperfixation is like you can get super obsessed with a thing and you spend your time 
engaging with it and thinking about it and and mulling it over but taking that next step of connecting with other people and being like hey i want to introduce you to this thing or finding other people who are already in it and being like okay what do you think about this theory or what was your favorite part and having that that community aspect of connecting with other people i think that that has that that is an important distinction to make as well is like that is right is like you don't play destiny alone like it's online you're you're playing with other people you're doing pvp stuff but are you spending a lot of time like communicating with your team outside of the game about the game um this i'm speaking as though i'm asking you this question specifically mark i'm not you don't have to answer that i'm just sort of posing this idea of being like even things that are already with other people is like there's an extra layer of engaging with it on a community level rather than just like it's for me i enjoy it i'm doing it for me it's yeah there's like that that extra like passion is pushing you to engage with other people about it um which can be really really rewarding and can also be kind of scary because you are opening yourself up to being like hey i care about this thing a whole lot and they're like cool dude (laughs) anyways (laughs) you're like oh no you've rejected my passion that i showed you oh I'm embarrassed you now. My <laughs> it doesn't even have to be yucking. It can just be yeah. like, like I, I'm at I'm at top tier level excitement, and I'm I'm showing it to you, and you're just like, oh yeah, um, I'm only that like a two. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. Well, well, I think it's yeah, cool, whatever. but like uh, I only played I only played that game for like 15 minutes yesterday, and I'm like, oh, I put in my my eight hour workday into the game. Oops. <laughs> so, so, so I'm, 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 I have a question about this, like, because I, I think that, like, I think a, a valid lesson is that you probably can't do whatever it is that you're thinking that you want to do alone. You're going to, mm-hmm. there's going to be people along the way. My favorite, like, uh, example of that is the, um, if you've seen Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, that movie, there's a scene where, like, <laughs> they, they go, like, like the, all the characters that you met along the way in the game, they're basically pushing Cloud up vertically, right? Mm-hmm. Like one catches him and throws him up and yep. another one like goes and kicks him up and the someone best, like puts him the on best a circle. Scene. The best oh, scene. I love movie. that. <laughs> I know. Like it gets me every time, right? But it's like he he can't make it up there on his own. But also it's representative of like you couldn't have done it. Like you didn't go through this whole story on your own. Like you got to this point because of these people and, th- and these are your friends and they're helping you um, get up to that point so you can do what it is that, that you gotta do. Um, but I'm not sure that that's what you were saying, Link, in terms of the community aspect. So I, think, I wanna understand better. I think there's better. a certain aspect of that, but I think it's, it's, like it's easier to be passionate around other people who are also passionate about that thing. Um, mirroring perhaps uh i don't know i as you're talking i'm like yeah i used to be really passionate about grad school um but then every single person who was supposed to support me and mentor me uh failed me um and so i i lost that passion big time um i kept going for a little while longer but uh eventually was like oh i'm fucking done with this um so that's what came to my mind when you said that. <laughs> I'm just going to maybe reflect on that one for a while. <laughs> it's interesting because that brings up like passion and perseverance can look different, right? Like I am very passionate about Legend of Zelda. I've never beaten a Legend of Zelda <laughs> game, but I've played fired. all of them. I've played all of them. Uh, same with Pokemon. I've never made it to the championships, never finished a Pokemon game, never collected them all. And I used to be someone It takes 25 like, years. Right, it <laughs> takes 25 years. Well, I'm almost there then, you know? Uh, I've been playing since it, the game came out. Um, but it's one of those things that, like, you can still stick with something even if you know to let go of certain aspects of things. If you're more goal-oriented than growth-oriented, like... I used to be a completionist. I had to get 100% of everything. Uh, first run through of a game, I never looked at an FAQ or walkthrough. And now I'm like, fuck that. I want to finish the games. I want to play the games. I want to 
have the story and be immersed in this aspect that made me passionate about the game, right? So you can look at different things. So knowing when to fold them and move on and still keep that thing in your heart, I think that's also something to be aspired to. <sighs> that's great insight to have when you're striving towards something and like it's it's hard to come to that point like maybe and also sometimes it's like oh i can't achieve this thing that i wanted to do and it's it that may be true it may not be true but there's something about like going through like why like yeah i think that you can be anything that you want to be or if you just work hard enough you can achieve it that's not true <laughs> it's just not true it, despite how much media has told us that and, and <laughs> there are and, a lot of things you can do and there are things that you can strive and reach for that you can get but not everybody is going to be an astronaut and not everybody is going to cut it as a doctor and not everyone is going to be president of the united states just we just statistically just just, just math yeah you can't wait, you can't everybody wait, can't do it does that mean i can't be spider-man I mean, I mean, there, there's definitely more than one Spider-Man, but, but everybody you, can't be Spider-Man. And you don't necessarily have to be powered. Like we've talked about on this show, you, anybody could be Spider-Man. Anyone can be behind the mask. I, do, I think that's an important mm. distinction. Anyone can be Spider-Man. Not everyone can be Spider-Man. Exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. This was like gratitude right now where everybody can cook. Anybody uh, can cook. Um, like raccoonatui? Raccoonatui. Raccoonatui. Yeah, I think sort of shifting back to, Laura, what you were talking about, uh, finishing games. And when I was younger, I, I was the same words. Like, I didn't want to look up hints or FAQs. I wanted to figure it out myself. I was very much motivated by figuring it out and doing it myself and as I've gotten older it, I have become much more focused on I want the experience of getting it in this space and seeing what it, what is in this piece of art that I'm engaging with why bang yourself your head against a wall over and over and over and over again when you can have a tool that will help you move forward yes Yes, and there are certainly still times where I, you know, I get the mm -hmm. the good feeling of doing doing it myself. Um, but I, I I think as I've gotten older, it's like, ooh, time is short. Um, I only get so many hours to do anything at all. Uh, so like, I I want to experience as much as I can, and if there are tools available for me to do that, if there are people I can connect with to help me get into those spaces uh that's that's the good stuff for me now <laughs> maybe it'll change I, again who knows i used to remember with assassin's creed trying to do those subject 16 puzzles and i remember what also helped was that i did not have internet at those times so i spent three hours once on a puzzle trying to figure it out i was putting my head through my wall basically with how frustrated i was getting but it was also this point where I was like, no, I need to do this on my own. I know I can figure this out. There's something that I am missing. I mean, ultimately, I did figure it out. But now, like, nowadays, if there's something like that, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to look this up. I'm just going to find somebody, like, use utilize the tools. Or, like, I was playing through the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, and I looked up an achievement guide. Because I'm like, I want to do the achievements. I want to have that nice feeling of doing all the things. And instead of like trying to figure out how to do it and figuring out the strategy, I just watched a play. I watched a walkthrough that told me exactly what to do. And uh, cool. Now I just have to repeat it. And then it felt guys. I just, I, yeah, I think that that's easy to sort of be like, oh, you're like giving up. But I think that is also part of perseverance is, is being able to like recognize that there are tools available to help you and then utilizing them appropriately. Like that is important skill to have i read a book recently that had this phrase like what is the pain you want to sustain right it's like there's there's a cost to things it might be time it might be energy it might be strength um and that's how i've been reflecting on a lot of things like even even personal 
stuff that are like, oh, wait a minute. No, that's a disability. And I've been trying to, and I can compensate for that. But it's so exhausting. It's so hard. <laughs> All right. And it's like, do I even want to go through that trouble <laughs> to do the, like, is it, is it worth it? Do I want to persevere this hard? Because there's so many stories, right, that we see where somebody is just driven and driven and driven to the point of obsession or, or, and, and often to their detriment. And I'm, and I'm, I don't even mean, but that's without going into the specifics of like, if, if the intentions are good or bad, because you can be obsessed about taking over the world or genocide or whatever, you know, idea you have, whatever reasons, um, whatever it is, you can, like, you can push yourself to a, to a breaking point, um, trying to get there. What are we going to do tonight, brain? What do we do every night, Pinky? Try to take over the world. (laughs) Yep. Never worked out for them. Always got hurt. (laughs) Never. Never. Always got hurt. Right. But so, so I think of like, what's the cost of it? Like, it's funny. Yes. Ash has been, uh, 11 years old for 25 years. So, you know, so for him, it wasn't that long. No, technically, it's only did, been a year. It's been, yeah. I mean, technically, yeah. I don't if know how that. many. I don't know how much time has passed, right? Uh, actually, in the game, but he's still a kid. Um, didn't he die in one of the movies? I guess it's not <laughs> yeah. canon. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, did. right. Yeah. <laughs> he sure did. I feel like I feel like he's died in multiple movies. What really is that? A, just a thing that happened in the movies? Well, well, I mean, like in the the first in in the Mewtwo movie, he gets turned to stone and he he dies. And Pikachu's tears just happened to bring him back to life. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that, that, that's, I don't know, that's, that. Mm. And, and then in the Pokemon I choose you, like. That's he, the one where he, he died, freaking, died. Yeah, he just straight up dies. Yeah, he doesn't come back. We just ignore it, right? When the series comes Continues. Yeah. So yeah. the series all takes place before the end of that movie. I think it's yeah. a multiverse thing. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's another, it's another universe. Um, But, but yeah, like, I, and so. <laughs> I think that there are things worth dying for. There are a lot of things that I wouldn't die for. There are a lot of things that I don't even want to be inconvenienced for. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to feel uncomfortable. (laughs) It's like, ooh, I disagree. Do I care enough to like get punched in the face for it? Lose all my money? I don't know. Lose any money? Choose your battles. Well, yeah, yeah. Like that. And choose your Pokemon correctly in battle. I mean, I know this is going all over the place. I, I don't know, you know, that we're that we're anywhere near where you want to go with this, Mark. But you know, it's a lot of like I, I think it's cool to talk about the the flip side of it. You know, it's like what are you, what are you like, just reflecting on what you're persevering toward, and why are you working so hard? Like, what what is it costing you? And and is it worth it? Um, and I think some stories like. Yeah, like uh, it's so funny when I, whenever I think about Dragon Ball, I, I I love Dragon Ball, and Goku is simultaneously like just so selfish. He's just like, "Ooh, this is fun! I want a challenge!" Like, "Oh no, no, heal up! Let's go for another round!" And but then other times he's like, "No, actually, I'm gonna save. I'm gonna protect my family and the world and the universe eventually." Right. And the multiverse eventually. <laughs> right. And he's a, and, and he's willing to 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 push himself beyond his, you know, as far as possible. And he's died multiple times as well, <laughs> you know, saving saving people. Um, and I love that. But that's because, like, I agree. I agree with those with those motivations as well. And I would hope that that I could at some point. But like, yeah, I don't know if like, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> He's just training all the time. It's like a singular focus, but there's other stuff too. Once you have a family, once you got pets, you got kids, you got other stuff. I don't know. It's something. It's something that. Um, again, yeah, I think it's it's good to to reflect on that because sometimes we get stuck in a loop and we don't even like you mentioned before, Mark. Like we don't even know why we're why are we doing this anymore? You forgot what you were what you wanted to do it in the first place. To a point where it, sure, we can talk about, oh, well, it's a game. Like, oh, this is boring now. Or, oh, this is, this is like 
just agonizing right over this like oh it's so boring i hate it or like Ugh. or it could be clinically significant and you're you know you're wasting all this time and you're not going to work but regardless if you're not like what what is the benefit and what is it costing mm-hmm. you i think is is important to keep in in perspective one of the things when I'm working with clients that are ha- like feel stuck at work or stuck in a relationship or stuck any kind of relationship, family relationship, romantic relationship, friendship, whatever, feeling like asking, well, what are the reasons that that thing was important to you in the first place? What are the why did you start that job? Why did you go this direction? Why what made you happy? What made you drawn to this person? that you're in a relationship with and that question can help them figure out well how do we get more of that whether it's staying in that job that relationship that whatever or finding something new that helps spark that thing again i think that's ultimately the the strength and detriment of stories in media is that they can be really good as a way to reflect on your own life and struggles and invigorate you to do more and to try harder and try something different but also there's their stories they have a a structure to them to be narratively satisfying to the people who read or watch them and real life is not that um, and so it's sort of this double-edged sword of like it can be really a helpful tool for helping us push through and, and reconfigure and, and find passion again. And it can also be like, wow, this is a really uh, not <laughs> useful story for my lived experience. Yeah, can you imagine a story that like just follows the day to day and you have an arc that like drops off one day and picks up like in three seasons and you're like, where did that come from? I don't remember that. Yeah. Reality TV shows are very, very edited Mm because they got to remove all the boring stuff in between. Mm -hmm. Um, The the question that you, you posed, Lara like, do you remember why you were doing this in the first place? I think is a really important question because also lots of times the answer is not know. a good one. <laughs> or not yeah. a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone, I, d- I didn't see any other choice. I felt forced. My parents, you know, obligated me. It was the lesser of two evils. I didn't like, think there, <laughs> there was other choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That one comes up a lot. and And then you're stuck there. You're still like, you're trying to, Maybe the reason you're stuck is because you didn't care in the first place or wasn't your mm-hmm. choice. You like lost all agency and, and there's no, there's no reason for it. And you may, you may not be conscious of that, but that's a good question to, to ground, you know, that kind of struggle. Like, mm-hmm. Why, why are you doing this? <laughs> I feel like that's actually probably the lesson that my current supervisors are trying to instill in me at this moment um because now that i'm thinking back on it they're basically trying to do this of like why did like what is it that brought you to this job in the first place and why you know why did you come to it and you know to me ultimately it was it was the kids it was the idea of working with these kids and being able to hopefully help them in some capacity to make better decisions and to grow and to learn how to better handle their emotions and and everything else that might follow in life. And, you know, they were, you know, they told me about like when, when I first started, I was actively engaging with the kids. I was laughing, joking around with them all the time. And now they like, every time we see you, you're usually running around and you've, your hands are full of, of whatever whether that be luggage whether that be you know packages for the kids whether that's something like they're like you're usually now locked into the office do taking care of the administrative stuff of the of the job and you know so they're trying to that instill that like find your passion for the job like try to see if you can find that again um and to me it's like hmm that sounds all fine and dandy, but again, this is like kind of what um, Link's point of like, 
this is also real life and there's not always going to be a satisfying or a, a happy ending to this where I can try maybe to find that passion. I could try interacting with the kids more and, and being more engaged with them all I want. And it still might not bring that back for me, at least in, in this particular job, which may mean in the end, ultimately, yeah, I ha- might find a, a different opportunity out there or even taking a step away and working in a completely non-related field for the time being, at least until I'm done with school and you know I'm through with internships and stuff like that, and then I can make the return. Or it may have that satisfying conclusion where I do reignite that passion. I do like remember why I I was drawn to the job in the first place, and then that idea of perseverance kicks in of like I I can push through these difficult times and with the company because I've I've found that passion again. Um, so like I wasn't expecting it to go that way. I wasn't expecting to have a, a realization here, but I'm glad I did. It you had it here, right here. You had a, a realization, or with yeah, well, well like, like ten ten minutes ago. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like we were talking about it, and as I was listening, that's when the wires just they like yeah. lightly grazed each other, and I was like, well, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, and then I put them back together. The jump started. And then, yeah, yeah, and then then the lights went off, and I was like, ah. There we go. That was the, that was the connection I needed. That's good. I, I I don't like the word passion because I think maybe sometimes it's like purpose. Like, like I hear part of your your job is like, oh yeah, no, this job used to be fun, but it's not now. It's boring, right? Or it used to be fulfilling, and now it's and now it's it's, it's not stressful. giving. It's taking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like it's sucking for me instead of instead of um the filling me. Um, but I think. That, it's because we can, we frame things. The way you frame the situation is also very different. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not enjoying this anymore versus I'm making a difference because I don't know, maybe the work that you're doing now is actually more impactful than you were, than what you were doing before. Like, but it depends how you measure that, you know, and maybe, but maybe that's not enough to push you forward. That's not the fuel that you need. You know, you want that, that interaction with them you want the connection and then you lost that. So it's like, oh, this kind of sucks. Depends on how you look at it. Um, mm-hmm. And and kind of related to that, you mentioned before, like what different games have taught you or different shows have taught you. And again, it's like, I, at least eventually I've started using, I don't use the term, oh, like the, like that book taught me this or that movie taught me this. I say, I learned from this or that because you you take from it maybe what you need or what you want to see, but like someone can see the same story and learn completely different things because it means something very different to them. So I, I think I, I like how much we've talked about reflecting and taking a step back and looking at, at what's going on. Like what, what really, sure the passion is a strong feeling, but what, like, what is your purpose for being there? What is the goal? Is it to, is it to make a difference in these kids' lives? And then like you're stepping in and doing something that's really important that has to get done. Maybe, maybe you are fulfilling that goal and that purpose, right? But it just, maybe it doesn't feel as good, which happens a lot. <laughs> and, and there is a lot of like that honeymoon phase at the beginning um, of a lot of stuff, like almost, you know, a lot of different jobs. And, and especially I know like we've all studied or worked in psychology and mental health and, and we work with people and at the beginning, like that feels, sometimes it's scary, but it feels good. When you start, and I remember Mark, you being like, oh, like I had this moment, you know? And it was like, it was amazing and it feels so good. But things, you know, those, I think it's also, it's an unrealistic expectation sometimes of what the outcome will be. That kind of, maybe when we realize it unconsciously, it, it kind of dims the flame a little bit. Cause we're like, oh, it can't be like that every day. Oh. Yeah. Nothing is static. Nothing is static. Except static. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's static. Yeah. Truer yep. words have never been spoken. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been kind of a bummer, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I've been playing Pokemon Violet, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, <laughs> uh, Talk about persevering through bugs and glitches, and yeah. Yes. <laughs> I haven't had any particularly bad ones, just funny graphical issues. But, uh, you know, I, I, I played Pokemon Blue when I was a kid. And uh, I keep I keep coming back. I keep coming back because I love catching those little monsters and making them my friends. My buddies. Laura played Pokemon. Laura played Pokemon Blue when she was in college. <laughs> when it came out, that's not true. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's an old joke. That's a that that's a, that that was like in middle school or high school when that came out. Huxley. Yeah, no, no, I know. I was I was making I was making mm-hmm. a joke about how old you are. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to make well, those you a could thing. Have, you could have, you could have even made it more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I thought that that was enough. Because Link said, "Goodness gracious!" You know, when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, just, just want to make it fun. Jokes on you guys. <laughs> I was a newborn when it came oh. out. Were you born? Oh. You were born. Ninety-six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought you weren't even oh, born yet. You were, yeah. You were born no. in ninety-six. Yeah. You weren't born yet. He's as old as my nephew. Oh, because oh. green probably oh, came out before, oh, right? You're right. You're right. Before you were right. born. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one did. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pokemon predates you, Mark. <laughs> not by much. No, not by much. No. No. <laughs> I'm you li- basically you live as old as- and breathe in the Pokemon era. Mm-hmm. 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 The Yu Gi Oh era. A, it's a never ending era. And uh, not maybe? all perseverance has to be a struggle. And and a torture. Like, I've been playing God of War all week, and I was talking with a client about it who is playing on the hard mode, the hardest hard mode. And I was like, why would you do that? And they were like, I'm having fun with it. it it's a lot of fun. And then we talked about how hard some of the, some of the creatures are, right, uh, to beat, and... I'm like, oh, good, good. At least you're still struggling with it on the easy mode. So I know it's meant to be hard for everyone. <laughs> I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but I saw a TikTok recently that laid out the different ways, the different reasons why people enjoy books. And mm. I believe what they said was um, world building, uh, characterization, and plot. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like we could all read the same book. Right. And we could all have very different opinions about it based on what we like or don't like. So, like, I'm a world building person. I love, like, yeah, give me, like, all the stuff. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. push me there. Right. And then some people don't care what the setting is. Right. They, They, like, just want these characters. You could have the same characters that they love in a million different stories doing, you know, whatever. And it's fine because that's what they're here for. Or it's the plot, right? It's like, oh, you know, I need that. I need that I climax. Need to know what I happens. need the end. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, that story flowed, you know, and, <clears throat> and stuff like that. So um, I think I think that that plays into everything that we're, that we're talking about. Even, even these games, like why do you play? I love these games that you can play for completely different reasons. I think that that's actually yeah. a really cool point is that in Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, like they are explicit about that. There are gym badges, there are uh, star badges, which are like a, a battling thing. And then there are uh, Titan badges, which is collecting. So the Pokedex. Uh, well, no, yeah. co- collecting um, oh. items to uh, for food. You, you make sandwiches mm. in this game. Which I love, uh, but one of the characters is like, "Oh, so like, what? What do you? What are you? You're going to school? Like, what are you interested in? Is it completing your Pokedex or is it becoming the champion? Like, what? Wh- what is it for you?" Yeah. And I love that they're explicit. Like, it's like, yeah, there are lots of reasons why people engage with this, and it's it's not, you know, the game is set up in a certain way to support certain things, but like, you're here to enjoy yourself, and you can make your own fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, like my favorite that. game that does that most recently. I haven't played Violet and Scarlet yet. I, I, I've I bought, I think, every or almost every Pokemon. And some I've only played for like two hours. <laughs> but like, I want to get into them so bad. But they are they are, they are are huge. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to um, Violet and Scarlet because of some of the changes. 
but in um in uh Genshin Impact, I love that there's so many different things to do. I can come in one day and I'm like, I'm gonna play this story. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna upgrade my 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 weapon, right? And that's like a whole like you could just do that for hours and hours and days and and just pick what you want to do. And yeah, Pokemon exactly. It's like, no, I'm just I'm just gonna catch catch Pokemon. I'm just gonna I, I wanna fill my gonna, Pokedex. I wanna buy yeah. cute outfits. Uh, and I want to make. Can you breed? Can you breed them? Yes. In this game too. Yes. Yeah. And it's just going shiny it's hunting. A yeah, you can go shiny. I haven't done any of the shiny yeah. stuff yet. I did. Um, yeah. I did go and find a ditto so that I could get an egg from my starter <laughs> because it grew up, and I was like, "You're still cute, but like, I miss my baby." <laughs> so which one? Which one did you choose? Waxley. Uh, no, I picked the kitty. No. I picked the kitty. Ah. Oh, and kitty. you didn't like its teenage self. <laughs> Version? No. Uh, it, they're fine. It's not. It's not. Offen- it's gonna, not was... offensive in its its uh, two evolutions. But as soon as I got to the last one, I was like, I need the baby. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a ditto. I'm gonna make an egg, and I'm gonna give that baby the Everstone so it does not evolve. And now I I have it in my party, and I'm leveling it up so it'll be strong. <laughs> I can keep it in my party. The baby. Oh. I've been thinking about which, um, yeah, which starter I want, and I was leaning towards that one, but now I don't know. Uh, the mon- the names are very funny. Um, at first I was like, Fococo, is that the one I want? But I don't know. I'm still leaning towards Brigatito. <laughs> it's such a it's so cute. It's so I know, cute. I know. I know. All right, Mark, is there anything we didn't touch upon? Uh um, do you want such, or did we, I mean, we went pretty. Yeah. No, there. I, there, we went in directions that I didn't even think we were going into, but. I feel like I'm, that's I'm a theme for when you pick a topic, Mark. We go a lot see, of different places with it and see, you end up being like, hmm, I learned something. As long as you have those myself. insights. Yeah. As long as it's, it's, it's I, helpful for you. I like having more open ended like topics, like something that's very blanket because I like seeing where it goes i like to like just yeah i just want to mm-hmm. see it's where where our conversations go because i'm like yeah. uh, unless that's like i want to react to this specific thing it's like now nah, here's a general umbrella topic and let's just see where it goes and i'm usually thoroughly surprised at where we end up and really i mean link is the only one that really suffers who has to come up with a title and, and explain oh, what we just God. what we did for <laughs> oh i didn't even think about that all right uh, oh no <laughs> the title is i want my sprigatito baby <laughs> but is it a sexy baby <laughs> or is it a monster on the, on the hill, hill. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. the only sexy baby, and everybody else is the pocket monster, the monster on the hill. <laughs> on the hill, <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. Oh no! Got it. Okay. Well, all right then. Good luck, Link. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Closing thoughts, Ara. You can pass. I'm almost tempted to buy. The new Pokemon game because of this conversation. Yeah. Almost. I gotta f- I'm playing God of War right now. I gotta finish God of Follow War. Follow your passion. Link, any closing thoughts? Mm, life is not a, a story. Uh, it mm-hmm. is too chaotic for that. So when you do have moments in your life that are mm, yummy, tasty, fulfilling story moments, just wallow in that. That's the good shit. <laughs> And uh, keep persevering through the chaos in the meantime. Don't give up, Link. And Mark, what is your... what? What is... Uh, any closing thoughts? You know... You know how life always... Like, the, the saying goes, you know, you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Lara, yeah. That's a, that's a direct yeah, quote from yeah, Lara. Yeah, exactly. So, in this case, I think right now, I just... You just got to trust in the heart of the cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was going to tell gotta, you. Too. You got to always know that like, if you trust in the heart of the cards, then when you need the right card, it'll come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it might not be necessarily the card that you're expecting, but mm-hmm. it's the one that you need. Yep. 
Yep. And I just spent the last hour uh, saying the opposite of that. So, you know, go back and listen to everything I said and then, you know, choose whichever one of these uh, is more helpful. <laughs> you could say it's your move. Thank you. Thank you. End it. End it Thank now. You. Yep. 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 <laughs> Bye, everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if uh, you want to play any of these card games with us, that, that was the original idea. I mean, if you remember that far back at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> There's online versions of all of these. Uh, go on to Discord. Let's talk about it. Let's 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 duel. Um, uh, join the conversation on all of our community spaces, which are in the show notes. For more geek therapy, visit geektherapy.org. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. Bye bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org. 